0: Bruce Newberry. The food dude. All right, so here we are. It's Bruce Newberry with Ted Caruso's, but we can't call it a TED Talk. And we're here at the Blue Play Diner. So uh, here we are at the biggest or second biggest food holiday of the year. Crazy, and
1: unbelievable, and uh, unequivocally, like Thanksgiving, All-American. Yes. Right? Um, now, I wonder if that's the largest holiday for food consumption calories-wise or just mass and quantity. I don't know. I think they kind of yeah. Up, well, they, they're
0: very close. Right. They're very close. Thanksgiving may still be a little bit ahead of Super Bowl Sunday, but it's very, very close. Right. And Super Bowl, you get to pick and choose who gets to come over,
1: kind of, right? No, or where, where are you going to go? I mean, it's not like it plied that so you have to be with your
0: family. <laughs> yeah, that is probably the most interesting dynamic of all. Thanksgiving, you eat with your family. You're, you're kind of a captive. You know, you're know, you a hostage. But Super Bowl, you're right. You're going to choose where you're going to go, who you're going to hang out with. Maybe you're going to host the party. Maybe you just got invited to the party, but you're, you're choosing the cast of characters that you're
1: with. Right. And even the style, right? I mean, I'm a big grazer. They call it grazing when you pick and you eat little by little versus sitting down and eating a course of the same likeness or what have you. So when you're grazing, I mean, you know, what better thing to graze than during watching a football game, right? And it's it's gotten sophisticated over the years. It's not like your average chips and salsa, uh, you know, whether you have homemade guacamole, homemade pico de gallo, okay, you can get into that. Now you get into um, seven-layer dips. Right. And, and,
0: how, and how is your seven-layer dip done? There are recipes now for seven-layer right. dip where you season this and you use that.
1: Right, if you go onto Pinterest or if you go on to any one of these um. Even just food, food one. Food and wine or, or friendly, food friendly websites, everybody's become an expert very, very quickly. And if not, at least it can become an expert in one or two dishes. And I, I laugh because it's usually a, a, a big thing of going to someone's house and they always say, Hey, are you going to bring the whatever it is, right? Your specialty. Your specialty, whatever it is. So the specialty has become. Um, kind of uh, a borrowed from signature sure right it's become borrowed from over the years but
0: you know you you raise a uh, you raise a point about the party unlike Thanksgiving (laughs) where you control you control the time that you eat you know, you eat Thanksgiving at one. You eat Thanksgiving at four. You eat Thanksgiving when, whenever. The Super Bowl, the time that you eat is really controlled by the game time. Right,
1: right. So we like to kind of pregame or, or have like the appetizer, the chili, the the uh, wings or what have you uh, early, and then right right before kickoff, right about six to six twenty, it'll turn into it'll turn into. Uh, something else uh where we end up having uh the 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 main course being uh well, like in our case we do mac and cheese, we do a nice like really upscale salad and we'll do like a flank steak or something of that nature. Nice. Right. And so the big thing though has always been every year, uh, wh- what wing are you bringing in or what, you know, what a variation on a chili or, 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 you know, you try and outdo. It's one of those occasions where you try and outdo your neighbor, your friend, your this or your that and you kind of get to tweak and show your expertise in a specific something. So it's really an unusual kind of holiday with its old traditions, right? Every holiday has its traditions. This particular one, has always seemed to be one of those like, I'm going to outdo you with doing this this time, right? That kind of
0: thing, and you either yep. become known for it or not. It's so true. The and you're you're going to bring your thing, and you're going to specialize in in this, and then it's all laid out. Uh, and you've got to be in place with your course, especially if your course is one of the courses that's going to be early on. Right. Yeah. So I mean, so
1: my wife, God bless her, she she's really become a, a pretty good cook, but of course she's got her celiac, so she she'll do. Certain variations on things that really happen to come out pretty good. So she makes a really crazy white uh, white bean chili, chicken chili, which is great. Nice. Her wings are outrageously good. Like, they could compete with any restaurant's wings any, anywhere. And, you know, I kind of watch. And
0: that's a big thing, right, wings? You well, know, there's some figure. There's like the Chicken Wing Council that says that hundreds of thousands of wings are going to be consumed. It's the largest day on which chicken wings are consumed all year.
1: And it's funny you say that because today my wife said, don't forget, I need you to go buy the supermarket and pick up the the wings because, uh, even though I can get them through the restaurant, she ordered something like 25 pounds of wings through the butcher shop, and they have her name on it. Yes. And this is just a regular supermarket. Like, (laughs) since when is that
0: a thing? Right? You're right. Only certain times of the year, right? Only a certain time of the year. And in those quantities, I mean, it's one thing to order a 20-pound turkey or you know a 15- or a 10-pound ham, but... To order 25 pounds of chicken, wings.
1: right? And she has uh, she does three different kinds of uh, wings. So it's funny how if someone takes ownership, this is their thing, and they go hog wild and crazy, and they just make it happen. And you know, it is about the game. Obviously, it's become a tradition here in New England, where you know we've been blessed with such a great team for so long that it's just almost
0: like a known. What are but you even, doing for the Super Bowl right They're, But even if our team was lousy, like right. Even if we were, if, if we were in Tennessee. Or somewhere, we'd still be having the party. It's just, True. it's just this thing. Well, we're having a party. We're having all this food. And by the way, there's this. stuff well, we would only.
1: Going on. Well, at that time, we'd only care about like the the commercials, right? I well, mean, that, that's, now that's we care about still. the game, right. right? But it's the commercials. Right. We at would that care point. about the
0: commercials, and and that's what uh, the game takes up the
1: time in between the commercials. Right, right. <laughs> and you know, it's funny because we talk about um, you know having signature dishes and things that you're known for. But then I watch my kids' generation, and I say to myself, how do they? How is he? He's going to be. He, uh, he's at college. How is he going to be celebrating? Uh, he's not quite well, at the age where he can actually go to a bar. Right. So I know he'll, there'll be X, Y, and Z going on. But, you know, what's he doing? And what is he doing? Uber
0: Eats. Well, there you go. Now, while you were talking and talking about all these wonderful courses, I was thinking, hey, you're still making all of these, you know, and, and you're part of the generation, maybe part of the last generation, that's actually doing your own cooking. We've got a whole generation coming up and it's been happening for a while now that never learned to cook. So what do they do Well, they order in? Right. Well, you know, we talk,
1: we always revert back to Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever but those are family traditions where the matriarch or the patriarch passes it down from generation to generation. When, when people get married they, they kind of merge their traditions but Super Bowl is... Uh, still, a new tradition, right? It's really not that ingrained, if you will. So, what do people do? Well, occasionally, you might have a seven layer dip, but if not, you're going to order it out, right? Right. So, the new generation would probably go, you know, they like the wings at this one place, they like the chili at another place, they like a particular platter from something else. And so, it's a, a smorgasbord, if you will, of different restaurants, all probably delivered through multiple venues and multiple platforms like Uber or whoever, Grubhub or whatever else out there and so you know the next iteration of, of of Super Bowl party is happening probably right now in the younger generation the, you know millennial and younger and they're filling in the gaps with what they can afford right I mean my kid's in college so you can't afford much but right. let's say you know the next generation who's grown up time is money and things are you know, valuable they put and they're in right.
0: the order wings or they order something but you're absolutely right it, the, the recipe for seven layer dip is not going to get passed down to <laughs> the next generation and even if it did they might say oh you know I like it better from such and such right. a chain or such and such a place and I'll I'll go on my app and I'll get Uber Eats or one of these places to deliver it and so what's going to happen? Is there going to be a, a parade of delivery cars could that's be. going to every house?
1: It could be, right? I mean, it, it's, it's really a combination of convenience, ease, lack of knowledge, how to make it yourself. And think about it. Restaurants, it, one of the few holidays... That restaurants don't always do all that well is the Super Bowl, certainly around here, because everybody wants to be home with their buddies and friends watching the game. Unless you're like this super unbelievable sports bar, right?
0: You're, you're going to be in those home. places because, as you
1: say, the the it's too much drinking and driving. I mean, right. no one's going to risk it, so yes, they stay at home and they walk, uh, you know, walk upstairs and go to bed. You know, right? That it's
0: of. become that, there's that element to it that doesn't really happen at Thanksgiving. Uh, so, very very good point, and maybe ten or fifteen or so. Maybe 20 years ago, there was kind of a sort of a semi-popular thing to go watch the Super Bowl at a bar. So, far. Yeah. but I, I think we've gotten past that. And again, as this cultural phenomenon, this wave has washed over us, and it's become this stay-at-home food holiday where you gather your tribe together yep. and you, you do stay home. So, it's it's really it's really been remarkable from a cultural standpoint, from a sociological standpoint, to watch all of this take place. But that's the point right there. What happens now for the next generation? So the next generation used to customizing everything, right? Uh, Their entertainment choices. That's the other thing about the Super Bowl. It's one of the few times in the year or ever now that all of America is gathered around one common thing that isn't some kind of a
1: disaster right and it's at one time yes you're all in watching it in real time yes. because you don't know the score yes and it you know and you have so many ways of getting the score that you're making a point of not streaming anything it's live you know right then and there right. I'm not going to delay this gratification I'm going to watch it right. so the whole world is glued at the same time their habits are dictated by watching this what time they're going to eat what time they're going to go to the bathroom what time they're going to get another beer no one wants to miss x y and z and so um, it's really, um, it's really an amazing thing to think of. What I'm doing right here and right now at a specific time, while I'm watching the game, someone else somewhere else is, <laughs> someone else somewhere else is probably doing the same exact thing.
0: Oh, very, very similar, that's for sure. So what happens now, a generation down the road, when you have uh, this this population who's been used to having everything customized on demand when they want it? They're still captive to watch this thing in real time. They want to have the food. They want to have the refreshment, the party, the whatever. They don't know how to cook, and but they know how to access it somehow. Yep. Is this what's going to happen? Are we going to have? Are we going to have a parade of Uber Eats vehicles coming to the house each uh, every hour on the hour, or is it going to morph into some other type of a logistical thing where you're going to have someone? You're going to have an industry pop up whose business is going to be to cater Super Bowl parties.
1: Well, it's funny you say that, right? So the big thing a couple of years ago, and it's probably still going on are the meal kits, right? Mm -hmm. Even going down to my local supermarket, you can get all of the raw ingredients perfectly portion controlled with a recipe card and make it yourself. Great. Here's the point. I don't wanna make it myself, right? I mean, like this is me as a chef talking that, you know, there's sometimes where we just don't wanna cook. So we want someone else to do the cooking for us. And that puts me on same par with someone who's looking for convenience, right? Even though I'm an expert uh, in my little feeble mind, I think I'm an expert <laughs> in a, a particular field. I wanna be just like everybody else and just enjoy and sit back. So I think what's gonna end up happening is you will see logistically, um, whether it's an Amazon or whether Uber itself or Grubhub, somehow be able to procure you what you want on demand at any given time in the home delivery market. And you will be paying a premium price for it, but you have to ask yourself, if this makes me happy, what's the price on happiness? I was reading an article where, you know, ever wonder why, cost of living goes up and up and up and up, it's because we are looking to make ourselves happy by giving us more free time. The problem is we pay for that convenience of gaining that free time, but then some of us pour it back into our work or into another distraction or into doing more or into volunteering, whatever the case is. But call it whatever happiness you want to, but that's where you end up with this free time that you have gained right? And so um, that is kind of the dilemma that you will create. You will no longer be in your kitchen for 40 minutes. You will gain 40 minutes to do what with? And, and that's that's kind of where I see things happening and going in the future as far as food and delivery and whatnot.
0: I just want to know, while we're enjoying all of this leisure time, or we're not cooking, and we're ordering the food, who's making the
1: food? uh well you know in, in my in my place it's it's me but i'm just saying you're you're right and so you know, the, the skilled labor pool is shrinking for what we do right, right? i mean eventually they they say for mundane tasks because really i mean unless you're passionate about being creative and doing part of it only so much is that yeah rah rah, rah being creative part of our job after that you as a consumer expect consistency well,
0: almost of. robot-like movement and there's always repetitive tasks right in the and repetitive tasks there's always work that the, the tedious work busy work that has to be done
1: right so in our industry what i see end up happening is you're gonna have more and more chefs being on the creative end and i'm telling you it's not far you know if you got room but to be able to to vacuum your house now cut your grass right I okay that. right that's the new thing it won't be long before you have robots flipping your computer your, your your burgers which they're already doing, but more widespread. And it's funny, because they're all looking about access. If you can't afford a $25,000 uh, robot to be able to do that, or a $40,000 robot, which is really one person's worth of work a year, and then year two, three, four, and five, it's free. Right. Think about that. Yeah. They're doing rent to own, or renting him out. Wow. Equal, equal wow. to what you're paying now to, to an employee. Labor. So the real question is, what's gonna happen if you're not doing your own cooking, and no one's going to be hiring people to be cooking for you, what's really going to happen in the in the labor pool in the market, right? You're you're saving time by not cooking for yourself to work more hours. Doing what? Doing whatever but you, you do, work. right? About doing whatever you do. Meanwhile, you're going to have a displacement in the in the in the menial labor pool, which is your entry-level jobs. Wait, we'll be we're going to be paying six bucks for a coffee. Well, we already kind of do it some places, but eight <laughs> bucks for a coffee in no time. And, you know, you'll be paying uh, $12 for a
0: fast food burger. Here's my question. Do I have to invite the robot to the Super Bowl party? Yeah. (laughs) Only (laughs) if they can deliver me a beer. Bruce Newberry. The Food Dude.